Welcome to the Abundant Grace Podcast, where we discuss the gospel, freedom in Christ, and victorious Christianity. My name is Emily Lewis, and I am so honored that you are here. Sometimes Christianity can feel complicated or become heavy. I'm here to lighten that load. I pray that the chats had on this broadcast will empower and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hi there, friend. Welcome to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I am so glad you are here. I'm really thankful to be able to sit down and record some podcast episodes today. I haven't sat down and recorded like in bulk in a very long time. So today I have space for it. Today I have notes for so many ideas. And of course, there's a set of roofers across the way and they have their mariachi music going and, you know, just pounding away on shingles. So if you hear that in the background, uh, that's what we're working with today because I just knew that this episode needed to be recorded and I have space for it. So we're going to jump in. Anyway, today I want to talk about legalism and prosperity gospel, because I think the two are kind of pit against each other a little bit, not, not the same way as legalism as, and licentiousness, you know, living in Liberty, people will say, oh, you've taken grace too far, but So I would say those are kind of opposite on the spectrum, but in their fruit, I think prosperity gospel and legalism are super similar. And I want to talk about that today uh, because it really matters what we're believing and how we're walking that out. Because like, what's the fruit of what you believe? And I don't mean what you believe on paper necessarily, but what you actively walk out believe. Does that make sense? Like, well, I know this and I believe this, but our actions might say a different thing. So we can kind of check that against the truth and we can check that and go, oh, wait a second. This is actually the fruit of what I'm believing, this kind of action or this lifestyle or this sub-belief rather than what I, I say I'm believing. So I want to start with some definitions and I just pulled this one off of uh, Google, but what is prosperity gospel? It is a belief that God rewards the faithful with material wealth. This can also apply to good health. At its best, it assumes that God wants to bless the faithful and obedient ones, but fails to see that blessing from the hand of God does not equal an easy or comfortable life. So I think the first part was from Google and then added in the last part because it assumes that when you are being faithful and obedient, like wealth and health, um, because this is also like referred to as the wealth and health gospel, uh, we expect a certain outcome when we obey or we expect God's blessing if we are faithful or we are achieving and performing and we're doing all the right things, we expect everything to be going well in our life. So then on the other side of legalism is, or on the other side of the conversation is legalism. And like, I don't know if I've ever like asked Google, 
what the definition of legalism is. Probably have because it's, I don't know, nerdy to look up definitions of words and find different ones, right? But I did today. And in addition, I'll read, I'll probably read a Timothy Keller quote because they're just gold. But this one from uh, Oxford Dictionaries is what Google pulled up. It says, legalism is excessive adherence to law or formula. Like, hold up. It actually says formula in this definition of legalism because that's what legalism is. It's a A plus B equals C. It's a, if I get all these things right, God will be happy with me. If I get all these things right, you know, fill in the blank. It's that formula. It's that adherence to the law that keeps us striving and measuring and trying to uh, keep God happy and appease him and keep him off our back, maybe, in a way to control the outcome. It's our way of saying, honestly, I'm having a hard time surrendering with this. So I'm just going to follow this formula. I'm going to follow the checklist. It's so much easier because sometimes it really is easier uh, before we step out of those boxes. I know I've talked about that before. It's easier to stay inside that box than it is to test and surrender and go, okay, I don't need to control this. And I trust God for the outcome. And I trust God for the um, fruit that he will be guiding me. So we don't have to have that formula. So I'm going to grab, I'm going to read a Timothy Keller quote. So he says, legalism could be defined as any attempt to rely on self-effort, even partly, to either attain or maintain our just standing before God. Because our just standing before God comes through Jesus. It's not something that we strive for. But legalism gives us like this idea that through that formula, we can kind of rely on our own effort and ourselves to maintain a just standing before God. So there's two definitions. And then the similarities between the two. Well, maybe let's start with the differences. The differences are kind of obvious. And I'm not sure like if people ever use the term prosperity gospel, you know, it's just a label. I don't think anybody's like, yes, that's what I'm preaching. That's what I believe. Um, So back to that. Maybe it's not something that we actively say we believe, but in our practice, it comes out that way. So the in high control uh, religious environments, such as independent fundamental Baptist or um, other fundamentalist groups, conservative evangelicals, we can look at prosperity, the prosperity, the health and wealth gospel and go, oh, well, we know, we know that God doesn't just bless those who are obedient or uh, we don't, we're not saying that because I'm healthy and she's not, that she must be outside of God's will. So you can look at the prosperity gospel and say, oh yeah, we don't believe that. And you can think that's just watered down God, but really 
when you break it down, I actually see the same things in legalism. And I have heard from people who, like, were told point blank, this terrible thing happened to you in your life because you didn't follow this man-made rule or you didn't follow this thing, even if it's a good thing in the Bible. God doesn't work that way. God doesn't operate in a way that says, you'd messed up. Now I'm going to forsake you. I'm going to abandon you. Or here's this um, terrible consequence or this terrible bad thing that is going to come into your life. God doesn't operate that way. He is so kind and caring and loving. And when we do need correction and brought back to him and brought back to the way and the right way, uh, it's gentle. And, you know, this totally fits here. I didn't think about this, but uh, for this episode, it's just kind of a note that I put in my phone as a fun realization of something that has shifted in my life and it's super fun. So I'm going to share it here. Uh, I was praying for someone a little while ago, probably last week. And I was just saying, God, would you draw them to you? Um, show yourself real to them, comfort them, be with them, use some situation or some person to draw yourself or draw them to yourself. And as I was praying, I was just thinking about, like, God, would you use a, a loving person, um, someone who's caring, who could be like a healing balm in this person's life and point this person back to you? And it hit me as I was praying that I didn't always pray that way. Like if I used the phrase, use a situation in this person's life to bring them back to you. I would have been thinking about something horrendous that would have happened. Like, oh, I would have been like thinking, God, do whatever you have to, to get this person's attention. And it was kind of a, a cool moment to realize that that's not how, how I pray anymore. (laughs) Thank God. And thank grace. Because God is kind and it's his goodness that leads us to repentance and his gentleness guides us. So, I mean, you can go back and listen to the episode that I've done on that, on God using good things to get our attention. But he does not, is not vindictive. Back to the whole, if your things are not going well, you better check and see what you're doing. I mean, the whole book of Job is about God's grace. The whole book of Job is about, no, it's not, it's not that Job was um, so good that nothing bad could happen to him. It was showing that grace was sustaining uh, him through good times and through bad times. And it had nothing to do with whether or not... um, Job's health and wealth had nothing to do with um, his being good or following the law, following the rules. So I guess I think I hit how prosperity gospel and legalism are different and the same kind of all in one because they really are, can you say, two sides of the same coin. They're both 
looking at uh, our actions and saying, how do I control the outcome? How can I control God? And we limit our relationship with God when we expect him to respond to our obedience in a certain way. When we obey God and expect him to respond with a blessing for our good behavior, we miss the blessing of the relationship. And I think it is indicative of our tendency to look at what we can physically see first. First, we expect instant results, the tangible like needs feel pressing. So we're like, God, meet this need. And if, you know, I, if I do these things, maybe God will meet this need rather than seeing the beauty in, in the relationship. Cause we don't want just what God can do for us. We don't just want that. That's, that's not enough. God can, God can get us through like a lot of other things in this world can do. Um, honestly, but to be known and to know our creator, that's where the beauty lies. And that's the, the gift that we have been given. That's the opportunity because that will produce the fruit of the spirit and trying to follow the rules or trying to be close to God just for the blessing does not produce the fruit of the spirit. And it's when we pursue this because we are so loved and because we love him, the fruit is good. The, what's the fruit of your theology, right? I, I heard that question asked in a different way on Instagram this week. And what is the fruit of what you believe? What actions follow? Because love should be the driving force in this not love for the gifts, not loves for the blessings, not love for the comfortable, easy life if God is um, off our back because we're doing enough. Uh, love for God because we have been so loved. And as always, almost always, I think the antidote is to stand in awe, press into who he is press into relationship with him and see him for who he really is and not the gifts and not the, not the fear. So I hope that you are able to take a minute and examine where this might have crept into your life, uh, whether it's being hard on yourself that you should have more figured out or you should be further ahead or maybe, maybe the reason something went wrong is because you don't have enough faith or those lies, their lies, examine in your heart, ask the Holy Spirit, where could these be present in my life? And we can dig down to the root of this that might be affecting our relationship with God. It might be affecting our view of him and it might be affecting our everyday life because what we believe about God absolutely does shape um, how we go about the day. I'd love to see your takeaways from this episode. Share them on social media. Tag me so I can see them. I would love to know what you are, what God is revealing to you in your heart and your life so that you can walk in relationship with him and press into that without feeling like the burden of 
having to control the outcome. For me, I forget to focus on the what and the why, right? Why? What's my motivation? Why? My what? Okay, what are the actions I'm supposed to be taking? And I jump over into the how, the results, and I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I have to make it work. And the results are not our job. The results are his. And when we get that in perspective, remember that it can be so freeing because then we don't have to keep checking the scoreboard and being like, oh, this isn't working yet. This isn't falling into place. Why? I'm doing all the right things. It's not our job. So that's how this is, this idea, what God is revealing to me in my heart through this um, specific topic. How are we looking at him and are we just chasing the blessing or are we just doing what we are supposed to do out of love and obedience and faithfulness, no matter the outcome? All right. Have a great week, friends. Tag me on social. Tell me what your takeaways were, and I'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Abundant Grace Podcast. I would love it if you would share this episode with a friend so that they can hear this encouragement and be empowered in their walk with Jesus as well. It would also mean the world to me if you would leave a rating and review on Apple for the Abundant Grace podcast. It really does make a world of difference in getting this podcast into other people's ears so they can be equipped in their relationship with God as well. As always, I would love to hear your thoughts on this week's episode. You can find me hanging out on Instagram, emily.abundantgrace, or you can send me an email, hello at emilyklewis.com. That's emily, the letter K, L-O-U-I-S.com. And until next week, remember that God's grace abounds and won't ever run out.